Jamin Fraser and you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. The show is a combination of interviews with experts, authors, speakers and individuals who've gone on to do amazing things in their life by eradicating insecurity. You'll hear real life coaching sessions from people who are overcoming insecurity in their life and you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday which is a chance for me to deliver some high quality personal development content to help you in your own journey. I hope you enjoy the program. Now on to today's show. Well, welcome again to the Insecurity Project. I'm here interviewing Michael Zamponia, which is a real treat. I've uh, got to know Michael through the local cycling community in Goulburn, and uh, he's a, a wonderful character with a real passion for teaching, which... Uh, you know, we've all gone through school at some point or other, and teachers are one of these, you know, one of the key players in our formative years. Um, Michael's working on a project. He's authoring a book called Inspire, which is basically a manual around uh, how to survive these years as a school student and how to uh, get the most out of them. Um, I know talking to other teachers from the school that he's at that he is a well-loved and well-respected teacher and has, uh, you know, brings his heart and soul to the teaching space. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some really interesting insights around his own journey of becoming the person he is today and some of the key thoughts he has around, you know, children, young people in formative years and uh, how they can work through their own insecurity. So let's begin the conversation. Michael, welcome to the call. Thank you so much for being willing to chat with me tonight. Uh, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Jamin. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this and, and having the opportunity to, uh, to, to speak to you on this uh, very, very important uh, subject. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it too. And I, I do think it is an important subject because I, uh, you know, I, I observe you know, my own journey and I watch other people all the time in this quest to find who I am and what I'm doing with my life and do I matter and, you know, just this idea of connecting with purpose and feeling like, uh, you know, you've got some sense of significance and worth in life is a big challenge and people find all kinds of ways to fill that gap or meet that need, some resourceful, some unresourceful, which really affects the quality of their life. So I think it's worthy of conversation and, um, a worthy project to kind of speak into. So, love to hear your thoughts on the subject. Um, now, as the first, you know, the first question I've been throwing to all interviewees starts with childhood. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by a bit of your backstory, and particularly the role your parents played in your formative years and how they contributed to your sense of self. I'm, I'm keen to understand whether they did a good job, whether they did a poor job, whether they were hands-on or, or absent or you know, tell, tell us a bit about what it was like growing up in your home and your early years in discovering who you were. Yeah, well, well, you know, my par- my parents are, you know, ninety percent of, you know, who I turned out to be. You know, I I, okay. I, I love them dearly. My my mom has, has since passed on. Uh, you know that that happened. Uh, you know, quickly she died of uh, pancreatic cancer back in nineteen ninety nine, and. Uh, yeah, I dearly miss her. However, uh, gosh, she she taught me how to die as well, and not to be afraid of death. Uh, and wow. I, I think that that's yeah. So so, you know, I mean, and and honestly, you know, life, you know, life itself, um, you know, just so many lessons there from from mom, and 
you know, I guess I guess some of the formative stuff, uh, you know, it's just immeasurable. I can't even I can't even really begin to estimate how how much is still in me and 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 just latent there that just just is naturally coming out whenever. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll talk about my mom a bit. She was she was a, she was the type of person that, um, like when actually when she died, I, I could not believe how many people showed up, uh, and they were saying, you know, she did this for me, uh, she did this, and I didn't know it, you know, and and the kids coming, you know, even my my own mates coming up to the guys that I hadn't seen in years come saying, you know, your your mom like. Like you were so lucky, she would make hot chocolate for us, you know, on the cold on that cold winter day. And you know, sometimes you you might have been not even there, and and yeah. we'd come up to the house anyways. And 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 I suppose uh, you know, um, you know, growing up personally, I I, I uh, um, struggled with dyslexia. Uh, I'm a dyslexic, where I was diagnosed as a dyslexic back in the 70s, and you know that that term now just means that you know you, you basically were a slow a slow reader, you know you had a, at that time, and and now actually the term is you know it's debated you know there's more specific terms and specific conditions related to that, but but basically I was a pretty poor reader and and writer and uh, and actually it turns out even more like I, I I'm just just slow at processing things. Uh, however, uh, it, 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 uh, I guess my mom helped me through that because she was a lot like me, and, and she showed me that really you're not slow, you're just eccentric. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. You're just eccentric. Uh, and, and, uh, you, you know, uh, and I didn't really truly appreciate that until I actually got out of school. Um, now, now, on the other hand, my father, uh, you know, he's the classic type A, you know, intense, you know, you got to get it done yesterday, uh, and it's got to be A+. Plus. And he was an A-plus character. You know, he, 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 he achieved a lot in his life, and, and you know, uh, I mean, he, at the very end, uh, you know, he, he was over here doing trade deals, you know, as a government official, you know, coming, coming from America to here to, to work with the Australians, and and uh, so there's a bit of a connection there, of, uh, you know, how, I, how my journey brought me here in some ways, uh. paving the path. But, but um, uh, you know, my dad, without my dad's kind of backbone, I, I, I really struggled through university. I, I honestly, um, I was a good student in high school, but by the time I got to university, I just didn't have the discipline. A lot of times I didn't understand what I was doing. The motivation, uh, you know, it was, it was difficult. And, and also the, the learning problems that I had, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, we'll talk about a bit of an in- insecurity here, I, I, uh, a limiting thing. I, I remember uh, taking a, a math course, and, you know, I just, I just failed the test, and, and I just, just broke down and, and cried like a baby. I was just like, I can't, you know, I studied really hard for that. And this was at school you know, or at just, university? That was at university, yeah. And I yeah. actually... I was so distraught that I actually, you know, went out and sought counsel, you know? I mean, like, I, like you know, in, our, in my era, it was like guys didn't go after, you know, you didn't go after psychologists, you didn't go after counselors, you didn't yeah. go after help, you just dealt with it, you know? You, you know, you were, you know, from that John Wayne time, you know, you, 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 just, yeah. you just sort of, you know, Paul, Paul Hogan, you know, uh, you know, Crocodile Dundee, you just, you just sort of sucked it up. And, and, yeah. 
And and here I was crying like a baby thinking, you know, I mean, I could never live up to this, you know, this expectation my dad has for me to, to get this get this education done. And I was, you know, I was in jeopardy at that point. I was thinking, I'm not going to get a college degree, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, I... Uh, it, it, it was it was it was pretty it was a pretty low point in my life yeah and I was completely limited by and 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 it turns out that it was ultimately it was it was this this sort of paradigm that I created for myself I was slow I did things backwards I did this you know that that was what really it was really my mind you know that that held me back yeah sure yeah and so how did your parents help you? process that story about being slow and what you were then capable of i imagine both mom and dad had very different approaches to help you through that yeah my my, my dad just kept saying he just you know and 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 probably you know this is a very valuable tip for you know working with people and that is repetition you say it enough and eventually it just you know it just sort of sticks you know it's like you know, brush your teeth. You know, comb your hair, make your bed, clean your room. You know, you, you say that so many times. You know, and, and then and then that actually forms a habit. Uh, and and you know, you're trying to form those good habits, and you do that yeah. by you know, basically you form a habit by repetition. And and your parents, that's what they do. And so my father was just saying, just you know, do it again, do the te- do the class again. He said, yeah, I failed yeah. a class, and I I once failed a class in university, and I was like surprised. I was shocked that you failed you failed a class. He failed a drawing class. My father has the worst, he has the worst penmanship. He, he makes doctors look, you know, doctors handwriting <laughs> good. I think there's a saying. There's, the saying was uh, he he doesn't have bad handwriting. He has his own font. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, so that, his repetition the, was just just do it again, just do it again, just, just do it keep again. doing it. Yeah. Just keep doing it. And and mom on the other hand was like, well, look, you know. You know, you, you do things differently, but but just because you do it differently doesn't mean that it's it's you know not valuable, right? Uh, yeah. You know, today I was actually working with my physics students on a on a on a very complicated math problem, and uh, uh, you know, I said there's probably about 18 ways to solve this problem, and I said, and yeah. and, and look, honestly, I'll tell you right now, I haven't tried to solve it, but I'll tell you, I will probably find the hardest way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, sure enough, and I was challenging him. Then quickly, it was becoming obvious. Oh well, there's a faster way if we did it this way, or if we did it that way. And and I said, well, see there, that's you know, once you know the hard way, then then you know you can you can easily start to think, well, maybe there was a, an easier way. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Yeah. So so yeah. So, so that that uh, uh, that was my my parental you know influence. In yeah, that. sure. Uh, you know, so I'm fascinated. Uh, you know, being a parent myself, I tell my kids things all the time, and you can't do the learning for your kids. Obviously, just because you say something doesn't necessarily mean they believe it or they accept it. They kind of go go on their own journey. So, um, you know, so your dad's telling you, don't take failure personally, just do it again and again and again. Your mum's saying, hey, you're different and different's okay. Um, I'm fascinated by how you process that, process that yourself and a bit of your journey around how you reframed your own you know, dyslexia or your story around being different or slow and um, how that limited you and how you kind of worked through that. Yeah, I, I, I think it, the, the, you know, finally getting past it didn't really happen until my later, you know, later in the 30s when I was working uh, over in Silicon Valley. I, I joined a firm and um, I had this incredible boss. Uh, he's 
very close friend. We're still very close. Um, he he was he was a mentor, and uh, he was the type of person that. And actually, a lot of how I teach, I, I try to model from how he you know he worked with me, and he you know he he knew the answer, and he just wanted to see how I was going to go about it, and and oftentimes he'd say, you know what, uh, I never thought about going about the problem the way you're doing it. And and you know yet he you know he had uh, uh, he you know he had so many different uh, degrees and and uh, was an incredible engineer and and so many you know so many different inventions and patents and everything and 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 he was more fascinated by how I was solving the problem he already knew the answers you know and and he let me work it out and then when he saw me getting stuck he would just say keep thinking you know and he was patient and you know this is all in the framework of of you know during business hours when time is really really important and yet he thought that was so important and uh, and then I you know I remember uh, again asking for uh, a um, recommendation uh, from him for 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 a job interview or for a job position I was applying for and and he said you're completely underselling yourself with this with this bio you've given me you know you you were you you were the you know you made a, a huge impact on our business. And, and you didn't even know that. And, yeah. you know, I didn't know that at the time. I honestly was thinking that, that you know, here I'm just, just sort of muddling along and doing things in a kind of a weird way. And, and yet, you know, I was actually really contributing uh, and, and, and in a valuable way. And, and, I mean, into things that, you know, for a dyslexic person, for a person who's told that they're slow, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, you're doing incredible you know, high-level science here. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a physics teacher. You know, at this day and yeah, age, yeah. I'm, I, I, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've worked out that, uh, you know, that that, um, you know, uh, it, it may take me a little more time, or I might do the problem completely differently, uh, and and uh, you know that that that's it. And 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 I, and I say I, I marked uh, HSE exams one year, and I, and and I guess. This sort of drove the point home. Uh, there was one question, and I was counting the different ways the kids went about solving the question. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And and it was I was finding it interesting that that the answers were you know like almost identical, but they were using different different coming from it from different angles. And and that just told me that hey, and I, you've heard this thing, and I know it's kind of weird, but you know there's there's lots of ways to skin a cat. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that is a weird metaphor, isn't it? I don't understand it, but I guess you know. But but really, what it means is you know you know there's 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 millions of ways to approach the problem, right? I mean, there's infinite ways to approach a problem, yeah, sure. uh, and and almost if they get to the if they get to the right conclusion in the end, you know you know I mean, a life's a journey, right? And maybe you know maybe that's that's it, right? You know we're we're looking for that that solution, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm interested if there were, if there were times you can really that, that come to mind where kind of being insecure about whether you were good enough or whether being different was a bad thing really limited you in life or, you know, whether you can think of opportunities that passed you by because you didn't think you were up to the challenge. Uh, you yeah. know, so uh, what do you say about that? Yeah, I, I guess, again, back to education. And it's, it's odd that I actually ended up in this field, you know, I mean, because because it was one of my greatest fears, you know. Uh, I was, you know, in some ways I wanted to live up to my to my father's expectation, to a, to his grade level. And, and, my, and my mom, you know, 
you know, she was a lot like me, you know, like, like she was very eccentric, um, but she was very good with vocabulary, you know. But I guess, I guess uh, you know, I actually had pretty good grades in, in high school. Um, and right. I had really, you know, and I, I attribute that to amazing teachers. They just, you know, uh, the teachers that I had in high school were, uh, you know, there were nothing to compare to them. I mean, we have to hear about experiences from other kids and, and what their teachers were like. Yeah, these, these are the sorts of teachers that, you know, they gave you enough rope to hang yourself, you know? I mean, they let you really yeah. and and really, really fail, you know? But then they pulled you back, and they, you know, and, and I mean, they just gave me so many valuable lessons. And, and, and so, I, you know, I did well in that environment. I was coddled, I think, you know, a lot. Uh, and, and they knew me, and they were able to help me to succeed. But when I got thrown into university, you know, um, it just was, it was just, it was just a notion of, of confusion and, and doubt and, you know, mm. just tribulation and, and, and uh, you know, it was, re- it was really painful. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I just, I just, uh, uh, you know, I just, I just struggled and battled through it. And, and, um, you know, I guess, uh, it, you know, I, I, I ended up um, probably making choices, you know, you know that that instead of being a little bit more, like for instance, I I, I really wanted to to uh, have an engineering degree, uh, but yeah. I ended up with a with a, a degree in in in, um, in life sciences in, in biology. I ended up with a bio degree, uh, and and uh, my math skills were were perfect. My chemistry skills were perfect. My my physics skills were actually extremely weak, and it wasn't that. I mean, it was it was it was just that. I I wouldn't be able to, to to do the understand the the work. It just it just didn't it didn't like it wasn't clear in my head. It wasn't it wasn't able I wasn't able to to clarify it and keep it you know to to make it click and and a lot of that was pressure I put on myself. You know like yeah you know I'm sitting there you know doing an exam and I've done literally the first two questions and there's still ten more to go and and the bell's about to ring. You know. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, <laughs> and 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 I a lot of it was my that that sort of frame set I put on myself, saying, you know, um, you're 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 not good enough for this. You can't do this, you know. And um, yeah, so so that that limited me. And so I, you know, I finally just gave in. I, I folded and I said, well, look, if I'm going to get out of school, it's not going to be this route, you know. Yeah. And and. Uh, and now I, I think back and it's all easy for me now. I look at it and say, well, you know, for crying out loud, I mean, you know, kinematics and dynamics is, it's, you know, that was the thing that was killing me. You know, the vector stuff, you know, if you've studied physics, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. Well, I'm not going to let you get off quite that easy, you know, just <laughs> just glossing over what you did because that, that to me, I, that fascinates me. Um, I'm interested in the detail around what it was that you did differently because – you know, I don't know you that well, but what I what I see of you, you seem you seem quite secure in your own skin, and you seem quite comfortable that you have found the place that really is aligned with how you see the world, your skill set, and where you can make the most difference. Um, I I hear both in the way you tell stories around your teaching methods, and when I've asked others about your teaching, you are very. Um, you're very thought through and very measured in the classroom and I'd imagine that you, to be a good teacher, I'd imagine you'd have to be pretty secure because, uh, you know, kids would, would press every button 
yeah, they, they know, and you know, to get out of what they don't want to do and throw all kinds of things at you to get under your skin um, and to get power over you. So it seems to me that you've done some real soul work and personal development work to be where you are now from where you started. So I'd love if you could if you'd share any insights around what it was that allowed you to get where you are now and, and exactly how. Honestly, I think that, that it came down to the fact that I, I understand where I'm limited. And, and okay. When I'm in the, when I'm in the class, uh, you know, and I'm, a lot of times, uh, you know, you, you have this sense of dread, like, you know, you're unprepared. You didn't sit down and actually do, do the solve the problem, right? And so that you have it all written on paper so that you can go up there. And I, honestly, I think that, that, that I've, I'm, I, in some ways I'm happy a lot, like today's lesson where I was in the class and I hadn't really solved the problem. I just threw it up on the board and I said, you guys, what would you do? And then, sure. uh, and then we, we just muddled through it. We just, we just started playing around with it. And I said, I said, somehow these two equations end up looking like this equation. How are we going to, you know, how does that work? And I, and, and, and uh, there, there are kids in there and I often tell them, I'll say, look, you know what, uh, in my teaching career, I know that I know of. I've got two two students now who who uh, are earning PhDs in physics, and and you know at, at some point, and you know I worked with those kids for two or three years in high school, and now they're you know they've got you know they've got PhDs, and uh, you know and and that 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 to me you know I'm not I'm not going to take any credit for their work. What I, what I, what I will say is that what makes me successful, I think, what makes me successful in the classroom is I'm willing to admit that those guys. Uh, are better than me. You're you're smart, yeah. you know, and and you're going to go farther than me, and you're gonna you're gonna do amazing things, and I'm just I'm just the guy right now helping you at this point. You know, I can I I've mastered a lot of this stuff, you know, and I and I understand, you know, th- this level, but you're gonna, you know, you, you're gonna pick this up a lot faster than I can, than I did, and then you're gonna take it to the next level. And and I think when the kids understand that that you know it, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of them. I'm not you know I'm not in there to say you know I'm better than you. <laughs> you know oh, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I get that, I, and I believe you, and it's impressive. And I would say a real mark of personal security, which is a rare thing and a beautiful thing, and uh, it, it is what makes you successful at what you do. Because you are okay for students to, to bring their smartness and to be smarter than you in certain things or to know things that you don't. And you kind of facilitate their learning, which, which takes a lot of personal security. Um, but again, you, you, you didn't ask my question, and I'm really, I'd love okay. to know okay. um, what, what it was that allowed you to get to where you are now. Uh, because this is the, um, I don't know whether you're familiar with the term, the curse of knowledge. Is that a, a term you've you've heard used before? Yeah, you know what? Um, okay, so so I I I think that knowledge is overrated. You know, knowing things is is simple. It what what's hard is what to how to actually take that knowledge and and then synthesize something new and create something that doesn't exist. You know, like like sure. you're aware of two two different facts, and so. So to me, that's the real genius, uh, being able to know something. I was like, you know, even today I was like talking about the periodic table. You know, I had a teacher, like in high school, a teacher said it's, it's pointless to memorize all those things in order. Um, you can do it for fun, but, you know, what's more important is to understand how it got like that, how it's on the table like that. If you can yeah, tell sure. me the underlying reasons, that, then, I, then I think you've mastered it. 
And you, you know, you saw how the process that brought it together to make it look like that, because you know the periodic table is pretty wonky looking. You know, it, you know, it doesn't look like any table. It looks normal. Um, so, but but yeah, I, I really want to answer your question. I think I think that that for me, how I got to feel secure, um, it 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 must have been it must have been around the time uh, when I, you know, another low point, like when I moved uh, to to California to Silicon Valley. Yeah. You know, my background was my background was bio at that point, right? I finished my degree in bio. I'd worked in aquaculture uh, in Hawaii, um, and I worked worked with some firms there uh, as a technician there. And then I had come to California, and and it was the pre dot com boom days, so it was a pretty pretty heady time there. Uh, yeah. And I I was looking for work in biotech. I wanted to work on you know the the DNA sequence you know the, the that that whole thing that was going. On. I really wanted to get into that field. And you know I had some experience, but not a lot. And you know I, I don't know. I knocked on every door. I sent resumes everywhere. I I followed up. I did everything. And I couldn't I couldn't get a break. You know. And it was a hot time. <laughs> I was thinking, God, I must be terrible or something. You know. And no one wants me. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, you know at that point I was sleeping on a couch uh, uh, my my sister's in my sister's place um, and and you know I was like three weeks into that and I'm thinking you know if I can't find something soon this is this is just not gonna you know it's not gonna fly you know uh, and and uh, you know my younger sister she was working for a firm there but it was in it was in electrical engineering and you know. Uh, I got a break, so I, I got a job there. So I had I had some work, but the pay wasn't super great. But I, what I didn't realize was that the place that I walked into uh, turned out to be one of the like one of the what we call the grandfather Silicon Valley firms, uh, and they called it the university. And actually, having that on your resume was like a was like a ticket to work anywhere in in uh, electrical engineering in the, in the field of um, specifically in the field of uh, radio frequency, you know, the radio stuff. Okay. And and there I was working on really cool projects. I think we worked on, uh, you know, we work on stuff that uh, you know uh, uh, that's that you know satellites and stuff that are in space now. And, and we even worked on um, radio systems that are on, you know, I think there's a a satellite orbiting Mars now that's been going around there for 15, 16 years now that, 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 you know, that was the year we worked on, you know, so that's kind of cool to think that, you know, I've done that, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, um, you know, that didn't last. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing led to another and I ended up with, with this other firm. Uh, and I, and I'm, at this point, you know, I'm, 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 I'm scrambling to get my, to get my electrical uh, engineering understanding up to speed. So I'm doing classes. Um, I'm building that back up, uh, and I'm turn- I'm actually excited about it, you know, for the first time. And I'm thinking, hey, you know, I'm learning this, and I'm a- and I'm, I'm actually being able, I'm actually understanding this, and I'm, you know, I'm, be- I'm able to do the-, the physics now that I wasn't able to do when I was, you know, still in-, in university. And and then I had this this incredible boss who was just who just really coached me through it and just really showed me that yeah, you, you know, you can do it. And 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 I- you know what? Honestly, I think for that experience. I worked there for what four or five years, and, and in that time, that's where that transformation occurred. It was like no longer do I have a fear that I can't do anything that I set out to do, you know? Yeah, sure. And, and, and it has nothing, whether it's physics, whether it's riding my bicycle, whether it's flying an airplane, you know, go scuba diving, whatever. Uh, if I want to do it, if I think I can do it, you know, I think there's a saying, if you believe it, you know, you, you can achieve it. 
what what is that that thing so 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 you know that that got it that got instilled in me and 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 I would have to say that that you know what i I owe it to those people that I was surrounded by because you know they they had they had the the care and the concern uh, and and you know to to you know see a, a potential in me and and to actually bring it out you know and uh, yeah, you know, sure. that, that, that's all. so so yeah you know, to your your I, credit to your credit I mean you just told a story of going from one thing to the next to the next to the next and and you know your dad's words uh, I'm reminded of what he said to you you know just do it again. Just do it again. Just just do it again. And there is yeah. something inside you that didn't give up, even when it, it looked hopeless or when things you thought were going to work out didn't work out. And so your ability to keep showing up and keep putting yourself in a space where it could work for you and, and something could open up for you, that's not to be underestimated. I think I'd, I'd love to acknowledge that role that you played in your own journey. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, you know, in in our school now, uh, which is, you know, um, we'll have to throw this out on the record that that was your school, and you know, I'm just one teacher in a long line that have been through that that amazing place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 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 word that we use there now that we're really one of the values, the core values we're trying to instill is resilience, and and yeah, you know, uh, re- resilience is 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 you know that that you know that that ability to to just take a punishment you know just take it and, <laughs> you know and 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 yet you know be undaunted and and actually the the this the on the crest of of, of our school is the word tenacity you know and yeah. and you know th- those are qualities that that um y- y- you know i don't know i guess i guess uh I don't know. You know, we had we had dinner a few a few, a few weeks back, and and you were mentioning uh, like a hierarchy of of human needs. I think in a way it wasn't Maslow, but it, you started off with survival, and then you, you know you go on to like yeah survive. spiral dynamics. Yeah, and and I jokingly said, well, I'm at survival, and and <laughs> and and I was I, you know and and I you know obviously I've 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 reached an age and stage in life where I'm pretty comfortable. I don't have I don't have a lot yeah. of worries, but you know, you know, you know, actually, in a way, I was thinking today that that survive every day is survive, you know, because one day you're not going to survive, you know, and, and yeah, sure, you know, and and so so every day is sort of survival, and and. You know, if you if you look at it like you know today I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get out there and 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 take that chance again, you know, and mm. I don't know. I mean, honestly, today in school, like in the, in our schools, uh, the, the, the the you know when I was growing up, the, the problems were different, but t- the problems today are 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 anxiety. It's like the number one yeah. issue in school, and and honestly, I can I can understand it. I was thinking, you know, you in your book you talk a lot about uh, Eckhart Tolle. Uh, who's an author that I, that I like. I know I'm getting ahead of, ahead of things here, but, you know, uh, he, he talks about his journey where he just sat on a park bench for, for two years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 and I can just imagine, he's just pondering what's it, the, the improbability of this life, you know? Like, why are we here, you know? And, and, and it just seems to repeat itself. You wake up again and you got to do this, you know, this whole routine again. And, you know, it's, it's, and you can see where, where like, you know, if, if you can't find some point to it, it's, it just becomes a, 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 you know, drudgery. And, and I can see this in, in a lot of the kids, you know, they're just, they're getting up and they're, 
you know they're they're not seeing the point in it and 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 they're not taking that you know the uh, they're not saying that that survival bit you know or maybe they are just surviving but in a in a, in a lower state and you know not flipping it on its head and saying saying you know the challenge is to survive and 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 that that's what you know that's the, all the motivation you need and I don't know maybe 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 um um yeah I'm s- simplifying things there but yeah. Well, what you know, what I'm taking from what you're saying is, uh, you know, the the thing that every day uh, you have a choice to make and a chance to step up and face the challenges of today and survive them, or to be knocked down and deflated and demoralised. So, uh, and and part of your story is a story of surviving. It's a story of resilience. It's a story of just do it again. And if you keep doing it again, and you keep doing it again, you, you get some wins on the board, and you get some success reference points, and you teach yourself uh, that you, you're capable. Like you said, I, I wouldn't really matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing physics or whether I'm doing bio, whether I'm maths, or I, I could probably cover any challenge because I've just kept showing up and kept surviving what life throws at me, and I'm still standing. So there you go. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and it, it seems like that's part of what you're able to bring to students that they find quite compelling as well. Your 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 own belief in your ability to survive and, and your belief in their ability to survive the challenges uh, that face them. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell us about this book that you're writing. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, it started off, um, you know, obviously, I, you know, I've been working with kids, and and you know, I, I, I okay, uh, okay. I, let me let me just say this is sort of a bit of a joke, but you know, I, I tell when I talk to parents, I say, you know, you, you get your you get a thirteen year old maybe once or twice. If you have two kids, you, you get a thirteen year old twice, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. you get two kids. But you know, as a teacher, I get thirty, maybe even fifty. 13-year-olds every year, <laughs> you know, yeah, I just sure. hear it over and over again, every year, it's the same, it's always the same thing, right, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just different characters, you know, and, and I know, like you're saying, that, that all of us, like you said before, you said that, you, you know, we all think our problems are unique, but, you know, uh, that <laughs> oftentimes they're not, <laughs> you know, yeah. and anyway, so I say, you know, parents, parents have, you know, they, they have, you know, or normal people have vision, but teachers have supervision, you know, <laughs> and, mm. Uh, you know, and, and and it's 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 difficult because you know you you want to you want to help every single one of them. You know, you you want you want to get into their story. You know, and you want to you want to you know you want to help them, you know, write their story and be the authors of their yeah. story. And you want to you want to give them the tools to do that. And and you see them making the same mistakes that the 13 year olds the year before made and the 13 year olds before yeah. that made. And and so this book was. Was really, I'm really meant it to be more for the older kids because by the time I reckon by the time they get to 16th, by the time they get to the senior school, you know, there's a there's a level of maturity that that steps in. You know, they're past puberty. You know, they're yeah, sure. They're, they're now they're like looking at the fact. Well, they're driving cars, right? I mean, that's a huge responsibility, right? And and so, you know, that 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 brings some sobriety to their to their to their life, and you know, hey, wait a minute, I'm 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 going to be an adult soon, and you know, I'm I'm feeling a little bit like overwhelmed, and and what do I do? And so, 
I thought, well, why not write this fun book? Um, a book about like like a manual. All right. So so you know I've written a chapter on 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 friends friendships and relationships and and you know my own experience in high school. Uh, I've always been a very extroverted person and and okay. uh, you know I in high school there there were you know in America high schools are, are you know starts in year nine so ninth graders up to up to uh, up to year twelve. And and you know you know you know the words we use: uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And yeah. anyways, as a, as a I think I, I I made it a point in my junior year that I would wanted to know everyone in the school. And and so you know I, I, how did I do that? I did. I actually got to know every kid in the school. I got to know them, <laughs> and and I and I made a point. And and I I didn't care if they were odd. I didn't care if they were you know they were different <laughs> race. I didn't care. You know, and, yeah. and so so, how did I do that? And I and I just thought about that, and I thought, well, look, when I when I would go up to them, I wouldn't just jump in there and say, hey, you know, and and, and start you know doing a song and dance like a, a monkey. I just sort of just hang there in the background a little bit and just wait for an opportunity to to tell a joke. And and you know, as soon as you can make people laugh, you know, if you you just you know a little bit, you know, if it's sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but you know, it you know it was a it was a, it was an open door and. That was amazing because it opened up so many experiences for me. Like you know, I remember going with these these kids from the Latin Club. We went we went hiking in the Shenandoah, and uh, I mean, like I I treasure that day. I didn't. I, I was a little bit skeptical. I was thinking, why would I go out with these characters? But I did. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, I, you know, I played football, and so you know, you know, I had the you know I had the football guys, and you know, I'd go to their parties, and you know, we you know we did all this stuff. So. So I was thinking, well, a lot of kids feel isolated, and 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 maybe I should show, you know say say you know well here's a here's a surefire way that that can, you know that that can help you uh, get over overcome your you know your inhibitions to go up and talk to other people, and and not only that, like you know, I guess you know the other thing is is when you when you look at a person who's different uh, from you, you know it could be anything. Yeah. They could have a disability. They could have they could they could be a different race. They could, you know, they could be a different, just completely different looking from you. As soon as you go up and, you know, get to know that person, all that fades away into the background, the way they look. All you know is that that's that person, you know? That's yeah. that one individual. You, that's Bob, you know? And you don't think, oh, Bob's black. No, that's Bob. Bob, you know, Bob does this and he does that, you know, and he, and he likes this and he likes that. And, and we, you know, we had a laugh about that, you know? And that's that I find so amazing you know uh you know that that you know because as humans we're naturally tribal and you know we want to fit in and and, and you know wear our war feathers you know the same color and 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 um you know that that actually um you know causes a lot of problems and and you know if you just take the time you know and uh, if, if people just take the time and and even to understand, like, people that you just, like, right now, I guess, uh, you know, with my own family, you know, we're, in America, you know, we're having this huge debate about guns, and, and you know, I stand on one side of the debate, and I say it's just clear and simple to me, you know, like, there's a simple, there's a simple solution to this, and, you know, they, they don't see it that way, so, you know, I, I have to, I have to just listen, you know, and, yeah. and hear, hear what they're trying to say, and, you know, I find that really difficult, challenging, you know, and, so, yeah. Yeah, right. So, so this what, book that's is what that book is about, yeah. Yeah, it's a collection of uh principles from your observation around watching 
the, the key challenges at key ages and yeah. from your own life and watching how these students have solved them and how, how well they could solve them. Yeah, you know, a lot of it a lot of it is about insecurity, you know, like, you know, your body yeah. image, you know, like Yeah, sure. You know, like how you know, I, I think when when I think about insecurity, probably the, the, the first place to go is how do I look, you know, and hmm. and and um you know, I you know, I guess um the 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 I I don't know. I, I you know, at some point in my life I remember someone telling me, Well look, you know, there's always gonna be people who, who are better than you and people who are not as good as you. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize they were quoting the Desiderata, but yeah, you know, if we compare ourselves, you know, we're we're just going to be vain or or bitter, you know, and hmm. um, yeah, and so um, that's that's a, a, a you know, it's 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 it, that that solves that problem of personal body image and insecurity, you know, because because you know you just have to be who you are and and not worry about how you appear because when I, I heard a, a, a interview with um have you ever heard of Wayne Wayne Dyer of course yeah I yeah love, oh good I'm sorry. uh yeah Wayne, Wayne uh, yeah he's an amazing character but he he said that that you know there's a lot of people you know listening to you and and so for everyone listening to you you're going to have another reputation you know so for a thousand people listening you're going to have a thousand reputations right <laughs> so so you know so so you know, you can't control what other people think or, or, or do. You know, you can only yeah. you only control about you know what how you how you want to present yourself and how you want to you know put, put it out there. You know, and and stay true to that message. And you know, it's you know there's a, there's there's you know respect for people who who stay consistent with their beliefs and and, yeah. and um, you know yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm always banging on about is. Uh, and it's probably, probably key stuff from Anthony Robbins' work on six core needs is just that ultimately um, when you seek to meet your needs externally through other people or things, then it often ends in tears uh, and that people who seem to flourish in life find a way of meeting their needs internally. So, you know, so what you're saying is um, if you meet your need for security in who you are by comparison, uh, well, you're either going to end up vain or bitter, so that's not going to go well for you. Uh, yeah. And so the process of actually just being you and being comfortable in your own skin uh, is is about referencing yourself internally and, and being able to look in the mirror and just go, okay, well, I'm me and I'm going to be okay with me, which is is easier said than done, you know, to be honest. It's it's uh, something that would take a whole life to do that work. Uh, and yeah. it's the work that I I love to uh, help facilitate in people. So, what what do you think um, in your observations in your own life and working with students? What are some of the things that help young people do that work of cutting off the external reference points and the need to compa- compare or to, to measure up and to just be relaxed and comfortable in who they are? Yeah, see that 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 there's the <laughs> the challenge because. Because kid kids, you know, they naturally compare. Oh my gosh, when you you know after they've taken an exam and you're passing it back, they're immediately like you know want to know who got the worst score, who got yeah. the best score. Did I do better than so and so? You know, yeah. it's, it's a it's a compare fest. You know, it really is, and and they're constantly comparing each other, and 
I don't know, like today I had an opportunity to talk to, to my roll call class this morning, and I, you know, I just said there, there were some, some you know, girls that, that were upset because other girls were looking at them. And I just said, my gosh, people, this is not a chicken coop. You know, we're not chickens. We're human beings. Yeah. I said I said that you know, you know, and and again I like to I like to you know I don't know. Um, uh, one of my friends uh, went to Columbia University and he had a professor. It was a, you know this guy was apparently an amazing teacher and he, you know he he said just work you know you can sleep when you're dead just keep working and <laughs> you know he was that sort of driven person but but he did he did have one t- uh, technique of teaching it was called ambush teaching. Yeah, you ambush them, and I, I don't know. I guess I guess really you you set them up to 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 take the path you want them to take, and then boom, you jump around the corner and say, "Whoop, there's a lesson." You know, it's sort of it's it's yeah. not as bad as Jerry Springer, but but, but <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, and 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 it's a surprise, and and they know, and sometimes after they they get to know you, but they know it's coming, and they and they like it, and so. Yeah, today I was hitting them with, you know, one of our one of our values at school is responsibility. And I came in and I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're tired of hearing teachers tell you about is, this is your responsibility, this is your responsibility. Today I'm going to tell you what's not your responsibility. You know, yeah, I don't want to tell you what's not what you're not responsible for. You know, and I said, all right, so so you're not responsible for what someone else says. You're not responsible for what someone else does. You know, you you know you you're responsible only for how you react to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and 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 so so if someone does something that you don't like, you know, you have no responsibility for that. That's not on you; it's on them. So, you know, so so think of it like that. You know, and 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 be you know be be prepared to to walk away and 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 just say you know well, that that person that person you know they they've got some heavy responsibilities. <laughs> You know, mm. and I think they really respond. They they responded to that. They you could see them lighting up. Like here's someone who's not yeah, telling yeah. us that we, you know clever. we have to be, you know, and and you know because because again like you know as as you know teachers and parents we're we're all about repetition. We're always saying you've got to do this, you got to do that. And as a kid, that's what they hear all the time. And and I think it's it's you know we need to give them some space sometimes and say you know all right well you know let's look at this from a different angle. And and one of my favorite quotes is uh, from the Dalai Lama. He says, you know, you, you really need to understand the rule uh, to be able to properly break it, you know. And, mm. and you know, and, and, and I, I said, so we had a great lesson from this one teacher who who told us that, that I'm going to, you, you need to write a, a poem or an essay or whatever, but you have one rule. The only one rule you have. I don't care how, what you write in it, what you do, but the rule is you can't use the letter E. <laughs> okay. And, and, you know, when we came back, it was some of the best writing anybody would – best poems, best essays, best things we'd ever produced. It was just like we were just blown away by how incredibly creative it was. And, and, and the, rule, the, the lesson there was that the rule actually made you creative. Yeah, right. You know, it, it forced you to think inside the box. You know, we're always told to think outside the box, but when you're inside a box – there's a lot of freedom in there. You just got to find it, you know. And and the rule actually, the rule actually, you know, it it it, it creates a boundary that that actually hugs you and 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 and, and, and empowers you, you know. It makes you feel it embraces you, you know. And so so if you if you look at rules, uh, you know, from 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 the perspective of a kid, you know. You, you, you know, I, I I laugh at them and I laugh with them when when they find a when they find a loophole that that. Uh, 
that doesn't break the rule, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I encourage that kind of thinking and, and, and kind of, kind of stuff. And, and, you know, because that, that, you know, that, that, that's empowering. You know. It's, uh, it's amazing to, to hear you talk like this and I'm, I'm quite inspired by your passion and creativity skill that you bring to the space that you, you love. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm reflecting on how how this must play out with your students because, um, you know, fear can be such a, an irrational thing. Um, you know, like the kid is not afraid of the monster under the bed. The kid's afraid of the thought of the monster under the bed. Yeah. And because they think there's a monster under the bed, they just avoid that reality and they avoid observing that reality or getting anywhere near that. And so you know, the role of the parents to come and turn the lights on and help them explore that and, and push into that space and examine mm-hmm. what's really going on. Um, so I think the creativity you bring to just helping young people think and, and think differently um, in the space that they find themselves in just breaks holes in their story of inadequacy and insecurity. Because yeah. so many of those, like there's, there's stories that don't really make sense. There's stories that, are only sustained by not thinking about them or by running away from them. You know, the story that I'm no good and I don't matter and and I can't. Well, you know, the more you actually examine that story and sit with it and think about it, it, there's holes all through it. It doesn't even really add up. There's so many exceptions to it and so many times where you've proven that's not true, um, but it's just the fear of that being real and that fear takes on a life of its own and so that people just avoid even contemplating it. So uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm um, yeah impressed by the skill and the creativity you bring to help young people think. Well, and you know, um, actually, um, you know, I've got we've got kids at our school that are that are so afraid to go to go to to go to school. You know, yeah, right. Just just we just the fact that they come that, that they even come to school for one hour is is a, is a, is a victory. I mean, this yeah, is, well. I, I guess it's, it may not it may not be on a lot of people's radar, but anxiety right now is the number one teen issue. I mean, it's, it's, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a world, it's a global phenomenon. I mean, you know, we, we had different, I think when we were growing up, we, you know, we, we were uh, a different sort of breed of, you know, character. I know, I'm sure we had stresses and, and, and issues too, but, you know, I, I couldn't see, and I didn't know a lot of people who, who were so anxious that they, that they were just afraid to even come to school. And I mean, it's to the point where they can't breathe, you know, Wow. I mean that, that that comes back to the book, you know, the title of the book, Inspire, which which really means to to breathe in, right? To to take a breath in, mm-hmm. you know. And and you know, I was told <laughs> I was told by uh, the principal of one of the schools I was at that that uh, he heard that I was an inspirational teacher, and I and I didn't ever you know take myself as an inspirational teacher because. You know, at that time I was really into. I had just discovered Tony Robbins, and I was just starting to really get into, you know, personal development. And I was thinking, wow, this is sure. really great. You know, this this uh, this idea that I can make myself better. You know, and 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 it's more like it really all comes down to is just you know meta cogitation. You know, which is you know looking at how you actually think for a second. Yeah. Just stopping and thinking, why am I thinking that? And so, like one of the books that I've read that I work when I work with kids with anxiety, one of the books that's been in, instrumental in helping is uh, da- Daniel Goleman's uh, book called uh, Emotional Intelligence, the, the groundbreaking book that came out maybe what a couple decades ago. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you heard of this book? 
Of course, yeah, point. yeah. Yeah, we we talk about uh, emotional intelligence now, um, you know, because you you can you know they say your your intellectual intelligence, your IQ is kind of set. Like you you can, you know, you, you have you can you can figure problems out at a certain level, and you can you know they you know you quantify it. And I know it's you know quantifying this sort of thing is wrought with it's a minefield, right? But but one thing about emotional intelligence is that's something that you can improve on. You know, yeah. you can you can you can build that that skill set, and 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 a lot of it comes down to just understanding you know how you're feeling and you know how you're processing things. So when I talk to these kids that have anxiety, I, the first thing I tell them is, look, hey, you know, this is how a brain works, right? And and you know you you mentioned it, you've got the lizard brain, right? The fight or flight. Yeah. And people with anxiety, that that part of the brain is just. It's just hot as a hot as a, a, a you know a, 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 an iron poker in the fire. You know, it's just yeah. firing. You know, it just it just can't calm down. And you know, so once they kind of understand that, hey, wait a minute, this is what's happening in my brain, and I can show them. You know, I'll show them brain scans and stuff. And 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 so then from this book, the one takeaway from that book is that is that if you can just rise above for a second. You know, knowing that you're in a state of anxiety, knowing you're in a state of fear right now, if you can just rise above it and just all you have to do is just acknowledge it. I'm in a state of fear. <laughs> you know, as soon as you do that, it actually breaks the loop and it puts you into your into your human brain. It puts you into that cerebral yeah. cortex, you know, and allows that to start firing up a bit. And then wow. because when you're in the you know, when you're in that lizard brain, you only have two choices, right? Run or run or hide. And 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 uh, but when you get up into that human brain, you've got infinite choices. You say, "Wait a minute, I could do this, or I could do that." You know, and 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 and, wow. and so you know, if I can get them to start thinking, "Hey, you know, you didn't realize you you've only got two choices when you're fired up like this. All you have to do is stop for a second and say, "Hey, wait a minute, I'm fired up." You know, I'm fired up and I'm feeling really you know really tense right now. If I just stop and say, "Wait a minute, that's how I feel." Yeah, so so that's really powerful. That's so good. I've heard Eckhart Tolle say that awareness is the opposite of ego, you know, because when you're in your ego, which is all about this need to to prove and validate and, uh, you know, drive to big note who you are or or get something from the world, um, just merely the act of observing that, uh, they, they can't operate in the same space, which is kind of exactly what you're saying about this being stuck in your, your lizard brain, your, your reptile brain. Just the act of observing it is a is a human brain. It's a a different way of thinking, and you can't do the same both. But I've never heard that described like that. That's that's you know a wonderful bit of technology that's so simple but so powerful. Yeah, exactly. And and then and then you know if you read the book, you can you can kind of see. Um, that that you know, there's these core emotions. I, I have to. I'd love to. There's a diagram. Um, it's called the uh, Plute. I'm sorry, it's, the, the name is escaping me. But we can maybe put it in the show notes. But sure. it, it's it's a fabulous diagram, and it just shows that that you know the the the, the closer into the circle you are of these emotions, the the more at risk you are. So you know, when you're in complete um, in a state of complete like. Uh, one of the, one of the states is, um, is is vigilance, right? And you, and you know what vigilance is? That's that's when a kid's afraid that there's a monster under the bed. You're just yeah. like completely aware, 
that there's something yeah. down there, and you know you're you know, and that, that that's putting you in a dangerous state, right? Because because you you're not going to respond, you may not respond well. And if you yeah, can just sure. back down to the next state uh, of vigilance, which is which is uh, I, I'm sorry, it's escaping me. I should go find this. But the next the next level, it's it's a little bit less than vigilance. You know, yeah, sure. uh, it's it's actually putting you a little bit more. Like I think you mentioned the next level of brain, which is the monkey brain. It's the computer yeah, brain, yeah. you know. And it's it, it you know that that part. But but it's better than being in that you know you know only two choice brain. You know the binary yeah, brain. Sure. It's it's now putting you in a brain that's it it, it you may make the wrong choice, but you, you you're going to probably make a better choice. And then and then finally the one I call the Jedi state, which is you know like. <laughs> You know you're under control. You know there there could be a monster yeah. down there. For all I care, I'm going to handle it. You know I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to outwit yeah. it. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and and you know it, it that's uh, I guess you know if you, it, you know, this is what I'm talking about. If you develop this emotional intelligence, you know your EQ quotient here. If you if you bring that up, you know you can get yourself closer to that that Zen understanding and and. Um, deal with deal with those emotions you feel. You know, I mean, they're there yeah, for a purpose. So good. Yeah. That's so good. Now, um, you know, you mentioned this book by Daniel Goleman. Uh, I was at your place recently, and I got to sit in your leather chair and observe your library, and it was it was classy. I was uh, <laughs> it was a wonderful space. I had a great great feel. So, are there are there any other great books that you think have been key in forming your understanding of how this works, and that you would recommend as kind of must read uh, for people in their own journey or, or thinking in particular about how young people process these things? Well, you know, I'm, I'm saddened by the fact I, I, I love the Bible. Um, I, I, I honestly take a lot from the Bible. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, I'm, okay, so I guess, I guess when I look, deal with kids, you know, today, they're, they're very suspicious of religion and, 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 and for good reason. I mean, like they, they were – you know, there were a lot of sins there in the in the last. You know, the last. I mean, God knows how many how many you know tragedies there have been. You know, wrought, wrought by people who you know who purported to be, you know, these spiritual you know advisors. You know, who really yeah, could, yeah. You know. Anyways, I don't want to go down that track, but but you know, I tried to say, look, the the Bible. All right, so so. Uh, look, I, I've I've heard pastors say it's 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 you know it's infallible if it's in the bible it's true but you know obviously it's it's filled with contradictions and 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 honestly you know the they, the best they can admit is that it is the inspired word of god all right so the inspired word mm-hmm. of of goodness right and and you know all right so if it's inspired that means it wasn't written by god and uh it but but it was written by man but inspired by god mm-hmm. now i you know and the way i frame that is is look it's you know men we're we're not perfect right and and you know you can think of a great artist like Leonardo da Vinci and and say I'm going to paint that picture uh, and I'm inspired by da Vinci right but we're still not going to be a da Vinci you know it's no, not going right. to be God so even our Bible our best book is 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 still still falls short in some ways but but in there are are the incredible lessons. You know, uh, yeah. there in there there is the history of us human beings that go that goes back for for us. You know, maybe in the Western world, uh, it goes back six thousand years. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a connection, you know, to 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 a, to a deep line of of our heredity and and uh, to 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 just throw it away uh, as being insignificant or invalid or whatever. 
you know, it does a huge disservice uh, to to really what it what it is and 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 what it represents. And I and I might be offending some you know really ah, yes. people out there, but I I I I do say that that you know, holy God, there's just so much good stuff in there. I mean, just the Psalms. Uh, like for instance, what is the Psalm? Uh, you know, uh, walking in the valley of death. I mean, that that you know that one yeah, there. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is is a psalm that I that I recite when I am afraid, you know, uh, and I'm thinking, no, I, I fear not, Lord, you are my shield, you know, I am protected here, and you know what? Uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? I could die, you know, I could die, I could end, my life could end. That's just the worst thing, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think even that's not the worst thing. I could I could be maimed and still be alive, you know, and not be able to do the things I love to do anymore. That would probably be the worst thing, but still. You know that fear is is irrational, and and it's it's it doesn't take away from the fact that you know I am who I am, and and at, at the end of the day, you know um, um, I came from this universe from some mysterious place, and I'm going back there, and yeah. you know, and that's what I find in that book. So so yeah, I, I'd have to say you know, boom, right there. That's that's like at the core of things I like to read, and and. And then it sort of radiates around from that. Um, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of really good stuff. Um, you know, in the in the uh, personal development space uh, um, that, that I've read. Uh, another example. I'm thinking of this guy's name. I'm sorry. I, sometimes I really you know I fall when I try to remember the names. But uh, this fellow was you know you know you were talking to to our kids at school about knowing what you want in life, right? And yeah. 95% of people don't know that. And so how do you find what it is you want? And so this guy, he his his exercise was simply get a piece of paper and a pen and write down what is your life's purpose and just keep editing that that statement, that phrase or that sentence or whatever you're putting on a paper. Keep writing it over and over tweaking it and changing it until you get to the one statement or one phrase of the purpose of your life that makes you cry. And when you get to that point when wow. you're crying, then you know what your life's purpose is. And I thought that was amazing and beautiful. Now, I haven't been able to do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid a little bit to get to that point. I have started writing, and, and I, you know, I kind of feel like like my life's purpose is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's to give back, um, you know, yeah. uh, Early in life, you know, instilled in me uh, was was that you know you you if you go out in the world trying to find out who you are, you know, you just end up being kind of narcissistic and it's all about you. And but if you go out in the world and try to help others, that's when you find yourself when you're actually helping mm-hmm. others. That's that's when you know the essence of who you are you know, comes out. You know, in that act of, of of kindness to, to, to lift another person up, you know, and actually that's making me cry right now. So, so maybe that's my life's purpose is to just, you know, just <laughs> reach a hand down yeah. to someone who's down and pull them up, you know, and, and, and say, look, you know what, you know, you, you, you're here and, and I know you can get here. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's a, that's a, a great place to end our conversation and, um, you, you are a man of substance, Michael. And I'm really humbled just hearing you talk. Like you, uh, yeah, it's, oh, you no, are inspiring. You honestly, no, I, I mean that. I'm, I'm humbled listening to you, and you, 
you remind me of how much I need to learn and grow and uh yeah and I I'm inspired by your journey and your passion and your commitment to uh, reach down and and help others so thank you for the gift of you and, and thank you for being willing to share out of the depth and beauty of who you are and, and who you're becoming so I've I've found it incredibly valuable conversation and I'm sure anyone who gets the chance to listen to this will find it equally as valuable so thank you so much well well Jim and you're 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 an amazing person, and and um, I jumped up at the opportunity to actually to 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 get to know you. I mean, you you've been you've been so kind to me in so many ways um, that you don't even know. And uh, you know, being being a stranger in a new town uh, with a strange accent and all that, uh, you know, it's it's it just it just shows that you know um, you know you, you you find amazing people wherever you go in the, in this world and 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 you're one of them and and I'm you know <laughs> I'm I'm very lucky uh in a lot of ways and and uh yeah so so um thank you yeah and uh, I'm humbled as well so <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's lovely thank you so much um, well, we'll end the conversation there. That's uh, the Insecurity Project for this week. If you've enjoyed that, you can find the rest of the episodes uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And stay tuned for more interviews with people who've got some cool things to say about this, out of the overflow of their own journey. You'll hear some other coaching sessions from people working through their insecurity. And uh, 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to share some personal content development that's meaningful for me. So thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.